I think if we give in now, that means that all of the Ukrainians previous to us who have fought and who have continued their legacy to become my family, that would be for a waste. And I would they they would be rolling in their graves. And I think it would be a massive, massive insult to the Ukrainians who have been and gone for us to be like, oh, it's easier. Let's do that. No. Hello, my name's Nina and I am more than just a vet. Hello, you are listening to More Than Just a Vet, a podcast where we explore the lives of veterinary professionals. I want to know what's behind the surgical mass of the people who help our animals. My name is Francisco Gomez. Welcome to my show. Nina, right? Yeah. Nina. yeah, Nina will do. Um, yeah, I suppose my full name is Antonina, so, um, but Nina. So, uh, you are a vet who works. What about you work? So, currently I'm an RSPCA vet in, um, in the Birmingham Hospital. Uh, I see. And then, uh, for what you have told me uh, about 75% of your blood is Ukrainian, is that right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, so my dad's mum and dad were Ukrainian um, and my mum's dad were Ukrainian. So it's just my mum's mum who's technically English. Yeah. Yes, and and then your grandparents came over um, from the Ukraine during World War II, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and, and yeah. That, and that's how uh, you happened, right? Pretty much, yeah, exactly. Yes. The situation we are now um, with uh, the invasion, the Russian invasion in the Ukraine, uh, that makes you feel especially connected. Uh, oh, absolutely! I think, I think if you have a drop of Ukrainian blood in you, then you are super passionate, super patriotic, um, and that's the thing. When I was when I was a child you don't understand the importance of going to ukrainian school on a saturday and doing ukrainian dancing and doing ukrainian um <laughs> like arts and crafts like it's easter coming up and we we do pisanke which is um our specific type of dyeing of eggs it's super yes. intricate and it's beautiful so you don't realize the importance of doing that until your culture and your heritage is at risk of just being wiped out so yeah yeah we're very very yeah. patriotic yes and you have a you have a still family links there you have like cousins and yeah and, and, yeah. and family members there yeah and and now in uh very quick uh you have managed to organize a way to help the the front line in the ukraine to try to repel the invasion yeah now, can you can you tell me a little bit about it so I suppose this time last week, you yes. know, we were in the like the very first few days of this kind of invasion, and everyone's everyone's mind was worrying with how how do we help? What can we do? And every so many people were setting up various different um, donation accounts and things like that, which are incredibly useful. But with me, what happened was um, I found that my friend shared a, a list from the Ukrainian Medical Association of things that they directly require. And I was reading through and I was like, 
I know what these are. I, you know, we use these exocin eye drops in dogs. We use transexamic acid in dogs. You know, I, I, these aren't uncommon words for me. I use these. How can I get them there? Um, yes. And then so things basically snowballed where I was thinking, should I buy them myself? How do I buy them myself and then ship them over? And then I was thinking, oh, people, other people would want to help. I was thinking I was going to do it myself to then, oh, let's ask Nottingham Uni to see if they can accept donations. And then if yeah. I ask Nottingham Uni, then what's stopping me asking RBC and Liverpool, Bristol, all of them. So things just snowballed and things just uh, worked out really really well and so I started the Facebook group um British Veterinary Professionals for Ukraine and I, I started that on maybe Tuesday night and then by the weekend I got over a thousand um members so yes yes it's, it's really yeah it's really just blown up and it's it's so incredibly humbling and just overwhelming how how much everyone wants to help and everyone is so happy to do what they know and what they are you know what they've had experience in and just help and yes. offer their services even if it's to write a post or to you know make a banner or something everyone is so happy to help in any way they can and it's honestly it's it's really really touching Fantastic. So let me ask you a few questions. Some of them may be a bit controversial, but I think you know the answers to them I'll anyway. Try. I'll try. Um, I, one of the, the things I've read online is, well, you're a vet, we're vets. Why are we not helping animals rather than helping frontline soldiers? Yeah, I completely, I mean, I'm an RSPCA vet. I, I am like, Men my mentality is a charity vet so yes. I do want to treat the animals but I think right now we are in a pressing humanitarian crisis where if we don't help the humans that are being actively bombed and actively affected then there won't be a Ukraine to have Ukrainian pets pet owners yes. Ukrainian vets Obviously, in the future, I hope our focus can then go on to um, the the pets and the vets. But I think right now we need to ensure that there is a Ukraine in future that that can have pets. Um, so I think right now, vets we treat more than one species. That's that's our that's our notion. That's our slogan. Um, yes humans are just another species and we have access to the medication and right now humans are in our desperate need where we need to ensure that the Ukraine can continue um, so that they can have pets in future. Uh, absolutely. The, the other thing I want to ask you is I have heard in the radio people who argue, well, wouldn't it be easier if we just let this invasion happen and then then maybe less people would die because then they it would be easier that way? So Ukraine, we've had a history of 
Russia trying to invade us throughout our entire Ukrainian history. Now, Ukraine was, so Kiev was a massive metropolis in, you know, 1000 AD when Moscow was just marshland. Ukraine, we are we have our own history, we have our own culture, we are our own people, and we are such an ancient population that just because right now it is easier, that doesn't mean that it's right. And just because something is easy, generally speaking, doesn't make it the right option. Our Ukrainian people, we are Ukrainian and I think if we give in now, that means that all of the Ukrainians previous to us who have fought and who have continued their legacy to become my family, that would be for a waste. And I would they they'd be rolling in their graves. And I think it would be a massive, massive insult to the Ukrainians who have been and gone for us to be like, oh. It's easier. Let's do that. Yes. No, I got. I, I agree, and I got another. An, another reason is that um, the invasion probably wouldn't stop there. Uh, it would be continued. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we, got, we have learned this from history. Absolutely, we? Ukraine right now is the front line of Europe. Ukraine is stopping that superpower from trying to invade into Europe. So yes. well done, Ukraine, for being so honourable that we are holding the fort. We are stopping Russia from coming in because they will. If they can take down one country, what's to stop them taking down the others? But and perhaps Europe oh. has used Ukraine for a bit too long as a buffer, yes, so not being directly in contact with mm -hmm. Uh, with that superpower on the other side. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's go down to to business. So, if if someone wants to to help, uh, then they just have to visit uh, more than just a bit forward slash listen, and then click on your episode, which is uh, Nina for Ukraine. Now, let's say I have a hundred Ivy cannulas that I'm not going to use, and okay. I want to help. Mm -hmm. How how do I go about it? So basically, that's what I made the Facebook group for. Um, on the Facebook group, so you know, we I can send you over a link and we can have it in the show notes or something. Um, yes. There is the the Facebook group and it has um, drop off points listed with the addresses listed. Um, now, thankfully, I've managed to um, get near enough all of the English um, vet schools to be a drop-off point so we've got regional hubs and I'm still I am working on a very very north one so Carlisle Cumbria um, and hopefully they will help with the Scottish groups and um, just waiting on them to confirm and then we'll put that on the group so on the group you can see a list of all of the drop-off points you can either post it to them or deliver it personally to them and they're acting as hubs to compile all of the um, different donations and then 
together with the Ukrainian Medical Association, we organized the date for transportation over to Ukraine. Um, so once they've all been compiled in the regional hubs, we're going to organize a date to deliver either straight to the Ukrainian Medical Association or to the Royal Veterinary College and then the Ukrainian Medical Association collects from there being a London hub and then takes them straight to um, Ukraine. I see. Mm-hmm. Do they have to go perhaps to uh, one of the border countries and then be transported from yeah. there? Is that yeah. how it works? So, oh. yeah, it will be travelling by um, by road, going through um, to Poland. And now I... Uh, we have been very well aware that there is a lot of holdups on the Polish border with um, various different things um, kind of just being amassed there. Now, with speaking with the um, Ukrainian Medical Association, I think the precedence is for things to be itemised and correctly packaged. So there isn't that hold up there. Um, Now, what I've discussed with um, a lot of the universities is to even get the students' union involved in collecting, organising, itemising the um, donations and correctly packaging them so it can be as swift and as efficient as possible. Um, And I know everyone wants to help in whatever, ever way. And I think it's just it's so good to have a tangible um, way to help. So you can give donations and money. um, But if you, I think there's something to be said for doing something tangibly, giving your time, um, you know, time is priceless. So people giving their time, even just to help organize boxes and organize donations, hopefully gives them that sense of satisfaction that, Together, we're all doing something good and we're part of this community that can help in a direct, direct link. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you. Tell me a little bit more about Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine, it's just beautiful. It's just such a beautiful country. Um I mean, it, it's massive. Um, yes. I, it's massive. Um, I, I have stories about people having to flee, having to go. I mean, it's very long ways, like from absolutely. east to west. Yeah, absolutely. To, it's a ginormous to... country. And we have the Carpathian Mountains that run through them, which is it's like it's just gorgeous. I don't know if you've ever been to, I suppose, the Romanian Carpathians, but they're just a most beautiful mountain ranges. And I, yeah, I could gush about Ukraine, un, you know, forever, but it is just such a gorgeous country. Um, I went to Lviv, which is one of the Western main cities, which is where a lot of there has been, unfortunately, bombings. A lot of people from Kiev are going to um, Lviv, as like the kind of second um, second city. Um, and when I went, I was astounded that the West does not know about this place because it's, to me, it's, it's like a tiny Vienna where the um, kind of Austro-Hungarian um, architecture is there and it's very grand but beautiful and understated with cobbled streets and beautiful squares and beautiful churches and just gorgeous, gorgeous architecture. Um, 
and yet everyone is incredibly humble um, with a fantastic coffee and cake culture, which um, I highly appreciate. So, yeah, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful hidden gem that I'm surprised the Western world doesn't know about. But I'm thank as you have to find the silver linings. I'm thankful that. The West is waking up to what a beautiful country Ukraine is and how it needs to be saved, how we can't we can't let history repeat itself. Um, when you sent me the questions and you were asking whether there's any Ukrainian stories, I did want to um, talk about the Ukrainian Kobza, which is um, a Ukrainian instrument, and it's an example of how Russia has already tried to basically crush Ukraine before. Um, and my dad plays the bandura and the kobza, which are two Ukrainian instruments, which um, are kind of uh, similar to a harp and a guitar. So it has a big, uh -huh. um, a big bass neck where all of the bass strings are, and then the rest of the strings are across. Um, uh -huh. Now, the Ukrainian um, banduriste, which is the group of Ukrainian um, people who play the bandura, and back in the, I suppose, the olden days, um, they would have groups of them and they would go around and uh, exp express the Ukrainian culture, Ukrainian songs, Ukrainian folk songs. Um, now, back when Stalin was around, um, unfortunately because they were kind of this group that would go and there'll be many of them like ukrainian minstrels i suppose um what happened back in stalin's reign is that uh he organized a big kind of um a big event for them to all go to and um it was kind of falsely advertised as a you know a big um a big get together of Ukrainian yes. culture, and so they all went thinking, "Fantastic! We're going to we're going to show our Ukrainian culture, our Ukrainian music." Um, yes. To which they were all unfortunately executed. Okay. Yeah, and that is one of one of many ways in which Ukraine has had. Um, our culture tried to be crushed um, and thankfully not because, yes, a lot of the Ukrainian, incredible Ukrainian musicians and Ukrainian songwriters and poets got unfortunately executed to try and get rid of our Ukrainian heritage. And that is another reason why we are so incredibly patriotic and if you're Ukrainian you know the true meaning of playing the Kobzal, playing the Bandura and if you play it, you play it with the the tenacity and the history of all of those who got executed for expressing their Ukrainian heritage Yeah, I, I can see that mm -hmm. music, um, culture food mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, there yeah. is so much, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm guessing uh, clothes, uh, everything mm -hmm. that makes a culture, language. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, there is, there is a, yeah. there is a big reason for to mm -hmm. fight, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I I, I am sure two weeks ago, most people wouldn't know the capital or even the, the colors of the flag. Exactly, exactly. And I had something on my Facebook recently that came up that um, was one of these posts that was like, oh, someone asks you what, you know, where you're from? And you say, oh, I'm from Ukraine. And they reply with, um, oh, that's like Russia, right? Oh, Never yeah. again will that ever happen. And I'm just <laughs> thankful for that, at least. Yeah. I, I, I'm guessing most, I don't know how this information works, but I'm guessing most people uh, in Ukraine, they not keen to the invasion. It'll be a few, I'm guessing like any country, it'll be diverse people and people who are more welcoming than others mm -hmm. for that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I, I, I would think if if people are together, like we can see in all over the world, and then, like you said, there are mountains going around and, and there are so many cities and it's so, so big, mm -hmm. the, the Russian won't, won't win this. In Ukraine, we have kind of our mentality is that together we are strong. And yes. it just, it it shows Ukraine has already won. We've already won the heart of the West and the heart of so many different companies that are boycotting Russia. We... You know, I hate to say to say Russians because it's probably more like people in power in Russia because a lot of Russians want don't don't want this to happen. Unfortunately, the Russian people are suffering for the decisions that the people in power have made, um, and it is just a difficult situation because unfortunately, it seems that Russians aren't getting the appropriate and honest uh, news and truth because I feel like they would be even more against what is going on right now. Um, so it's a difficult one to say because obviously I am not there. I do not know what um, news articles they're getting and what they are really seeing All I know is that if they knew the extent of the atrocity, any decent human being would be against what's going on. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, is your, you said earlier that you have some family there. Uh, are they safe? Currently, they are safe. They are in the um, the western side of, of Ukraine, which is um, which is good. Um, they do live more in the countryside um, than in a big city, which again is good. But I know a lot of them. They work in Ivano-Frankivsk, which is another big city that unfortunately was one of you know one of the first ones to um, have bombs um, affecting them and I know that one of them was driving to work and did see the Russian missiles going overhead um, so currently they are safe and they are strong I'm in constant contact with them every day um, just to give them the morale also you know to understand what they're going through but to give them the morale that we are so for them and everyone is for them and just so that they know the support that they have outside which is important um 
So yeah, they're currently safe. They are very, very strong. I did offer, um, I've had friends with farmhouses that have um, offered, you know, very, very graciously offered their farmhouse. And I let them know, I know that they're very strong and very patriotically Ukrainian. Um, you know, the grandfathers have, have survived there. So they will as well um and i offered them the accommodation and they were very adamant that we're safe we trust our um our army we trust our men we trust our people and we trust that ukraine will come out on top so we're not leaving they want to stay yeah wow okay we're strong we're strong ukrainians i, I think the world is seeing how strong the ukrainian mentality the ukrainian spirit is and that is just one thing that makes me so so incredibly proud okay thank you for taking part in my show you're very welcome thank you for having me i'm yeah really glad to have this uh, this discourse and this is it for today did you enjoy this episode if you have any comments or reviews about it don't forget to leave them in the website morethanjezebeth.net forward slash contact. And once you're there, please support the show by pressing the donate button. You can do it for as little as one pound. Hasta la próxima.